Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode 91, or our final episode before the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. We will get our final opinions out in this episode about the Giants' first round. And don't worry, we won't stop covering the draft after this episode. We are going to have initial reactions to each pick um, on our social media. So please go follow us on Instagram at the Giant Take and on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. So we will have initial reactions. We'll be together for the first round of the NFL Draft. So that'll be exciting. It's the first time like seeing each other in person for something podcast related. We still haven't recorded a podcast together. Like that'll be fun the first time we do that. But at least we'll be able to get our reactions together, Alex. And then podcast episode after the the three days is that that's our plan uh, for the draft. So you'll get it on the first day, you'll get it on the second day, and obviously on the third day our reactions to each of the Giants' picks. 
And then tomorrow is the big day, our final mock draft. Um, I'm sure we'll have some trades in there as well. Uh, and it'll be our final mock draft tomorrow morning before the actual thing happens, our final NFL draft, uh, NFL first round mock draft, excuse me. I have my little Giants uh, helmet, I guess, on top of my microphone for everyone listening because you already, if you're watching, I'm sure you already saw it. I'm, I'm hoping it's like a little good luck charm. Although I should have had it on here for a few months at that point. But, you know, our last episode before the first round, I think it'll it'll give us a little spark. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, I'm excited. We're only, let's see here, I'm going to calculate the hours. We're like 36 hours out um, from the draft, from the end of the draft, I guess, tomorrow night. So like 30, 33 hours um, away from when we're recording this. It's exciting. You know, kind of the mock drafts are kind of getting old now. We're going to have our final one. This is going to be like our prediction here. Um, and then obviously at the end of this episode, we'll have our final prediction for who we think the Giants will be taking at 11. Uh, hopefully Josh and I pick different players and we'll see who's right, uh, you know, tomorrow night. Um, but, you know, we don't have really much to talk about. The rumors, you know, they're kind of dry, to be honest. Like, obviously there's a lot of rumors uh, towards the top of the draft when you're whether you're looking at the 49ers obviously there's a whole bunch of things going on with them in terms of Mac Jones them not liking Justin Fields Trey Lance now in the mix there and obviously the Falcons there's stuff around there but it's really hard to create rumors for the Giants because you really don't know who's going to be there right you have 10 other teams before you picking you never know what's going to happen latest rumor that just came out a few minutes ago is that the Eagles are possibly looking to trade up and jump the Giants for a wide receiver, whether that be Waddle or Smith, whatever that means. Um, but there's just a lot of, there's going to be a lot of smoke, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can just get through and then we'll know tomorrow, right? So, and then it's all over and we don't have to uh, gossip anymore about what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, we only have a couple things here uh, before, you know, we get into our kind of final thoughts for the draft. Um, Josh, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to get right into it. So Kyle Pitts, um, he came out, obviously he's, you know, presumed to be a top five pick in this year's draft, uh, definitely top 10, I would say, no way he makes it to the Giants, but interesting comment from him, he believes that the first four picks in this draft will all be quarterbacks. So this is interesting from him, right? Because he's obviously been talking to all these teams, right? He's, you know, all these teams have been talking to him, interviewing him. Uh, you know, trying to figure out if he's a good fit for their team. Obviously, Atlanta is probably the team that's most likely to take him. And the fact that he came out, and obviously Atlanta are the number four pick, that he came out and said that the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks most likely means that he knows that Atlanta are either interested in a quarterback or are trading out of the pick most likely. Um, so that's definitely something interesting. Obviously, I'm not sure what benefit there would be for him to lie about that or to, you know, throw smoke there. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing it on behalf of Atlanta, um, because pretty much, you know, if Atlanta wants him, they could take him, right? He's not going anywhere earlier than three, or anywhere earlier than four. So I'm not really sure what the whole deal is. That's just, you know, a small rumor that we have there. Uh, but he did come out and say it, and I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, with Kyle Pitts, I mean, we could pray that he falls somehow to 11, um, but I really doubt it. And he's doubt he's going to be a monster in the NFL, by the way. That guy, I was watching some more tape on him yesterday. My God, he's just, he's generational talent, you know? When people say, you know, I, I often think people overuse the word generational talent, right? It's just like kind of, I mean, it's overused, right? I think there's probably two, maybe three players in this class that are generational talents. 
And I feel like even that's a little bit excessive. I mean, you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, I think Kyle Pitts, and I think Penny Sewell, uh, who is borderline. I think Sewell is a little bit overrated, actually, um, but not super overrated. But yeah, Kyle Pitts is a beast. Um, that's just all I want to talk about with him. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I mean, speaking of that pick at four, Alex, we have the Lions. ESPN came out a bit ago when we were recording this, and apparently kind of wanted, or not kind of, they wanted to get that number four pick uh, to get to Mar Chase, but the Falcons' price was too high for him. Interesting that the Lions thought Chase, you know, would be gone by maybe that fifth, sixth spot, whatever it may be. Um, I mean, I, I guess I understand that, and then you have the news like Kyle Pitts that you just mentioned Alex you mentioned the draft a little bit earlier I have the counter 13 hours 9 minutes 8 minutes and 58 seconds away is actually now it just it just changed um so there you go with that with the first round of the NFL draft Alex was calculating in his head he was about to knock off my source for that I wasn't calculating it I found a draft counter online pretty simple stuff so Alex as long as you're as long as you're okay with what the what the source says we can move on um, to the next thing, and that's Peter King came out with who uh, each person likes in the Giants staff, and that's going to be Joe Judge. Apparently he's very high in Devontae Smith. We have the Giants organization, and Alex basically said when we talked about it, said whatever that means, um, the Giants organization or whatever that means, picking J.C. Horn, and then Dave Gettleman with Micah Parsons, obviously um, the organization being, I'm sure, the owners and all the part of the scouts and staff and stuff like that. And in a little bit, we will give our first round predictions of who the Giants are going to pick. And, you know, one of those players on that list I do have going at 11 to the New York Giants. So I guess that's a little preview to that. Um, if, if that helps anyone out, I'm sure a lot of people have one of those three people getting taken at that 11th pick, as we've seen uh, quite recently, excuse me. And um, listen, I mean, like you said, Alex, final days, final hours till the, till the draft, and we just have to wait and see what happens. It's all a waiting game, and uh, it's been a waiting game, but you know, now we're about to see everything produce and, and happen, and I think what we, you know, well, we might have different opinions on who goes at 11, and that'll be interesting to see, like, how that goes into our mock draft tomorrow, um, and who, who's, you know, who goes into that 11 spot tomorrow if we have to fight for that. Yeah, um, so, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention also with kind of more recent news from this Wednesday morning is that the Patriots are interested in trading up a lot now that they kind of feel that Justin Fields is going to be dropping. Uh, Stefan Gilmore's name has been thrown in there as a possible, you know, trade piece that they're using to jump up, um, whether that be with, you know, a team in the later uh, of the single digits of like Carolina, Detroit, even Denver. Um, so they're definitely trying to jump a little bit higher than the Giants pick, I believe. Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. I think they're trying to jump the Broncos is based on kind of what I'm thinking. So, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about the trade down with the Patriots. I think the Patriots will be more enticing to, I think they'd be more enticed to go further, uh, you know, up the board or further down the board, depending on how you see it. Um, but yeah, that, that's just another thing I wanted to mention. I mean, do you want to just get into who we have for our first round and who we think is going to be there? I mean, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about the options, right? Um, so if you're looking at them, I think, you know, there's only three positions that maybe four, if you're looking at it that way, that could be taken here. I think wide receiver, linebacker, edge, and then I think possibly corner. I wouldn't be shocked. 
I'd be a little bit surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants, say a certain falls to 11. I wouldn't be shocked if they just felt like they had to take him because he's the best player on the board. But for me, Josh, you have something to say there? No, quick comment. I do, yes. Yeah. So quick comment. You said four positions. You said wide receiver, edge, linebacker, cornerback. We have a fifth, Alex. Got an offensive lineman in there. Oh, 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 line. Sorry. I For some reason, I mixed line, linebacker, edge rusher in one position. So linebackers uh, and then offensive line as well. For some reason, I really don't think we're taking O-line first round. I just don't. I, I think if Rashawn Slater's there, I don't even think we'd take him. Um, obviously, if he's the only option, then maybe. But for me, I think Joe Judge runs this team now, right? Gettleman's half, halfway out the door, right? You know, depending on what happens this season, obviously. I think Joe Judge's call is going to, you know, be the most important here. And I think Alabama, he has connections there. I think, in general, Joe Judge likes Devonta Smith. He was wide receiver coach there. I think Devonta Smith's going to be going to the Giants at number 11. Back up, obviously, I think whichever one's there, Smith or Waddle, right? I think Waddle will be gone a little bit earlier. Waddle, I think, is a really good prospect. If Waddle was there, I'd be ecstatic if we took Jalen Waddle. I think if we took Devonta Smith, I'd be satisfied. Uh, Micah Parsons, obviously, is an option, but I'm going to go... Uh, Devonta Smith and I I really like that pick for the Giants uh, he came out actually yesterday two days ago right um, about his weight because that's obviously a big concern his weight and size and he said we're not bodybuilders we play football um, so you know fair enough to him there it's definitely going to be an interesting player in the NFL right because no one of his size and stature has ever succeeded um, in the NFL at least like to or there have been players that have been undersized and underweight who have succeeded the NFL, but I don't think anyone this dramatically underweight or this drastically small size. Um, but, you know, if anyone could do it, he's talented. He's, you know, very good all-around wide receiver, and I would be happy to have him uh, on the New York Giants, but that's going to be my prediction for tomorrow. I'm going to stall for a little bit. I have to. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna stall before I give my pick. I'm going to go through the other rumors that we've had uh, swirling around last night. Turns out the Miami Dolphins seem to favor Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase and their first pick in the draft. That was according to PFT. But yet today, we have that the Lions are targeting Chase at four, and they're trying to trade up to get him. So there's all stuff going on there. Um, obviously, this is the Dolphins we're talking about, not the Lions, but it's just interesting at, as each team favors another player. Well, I would also say I think Jamar Chase is locked in at number five to the Bengals. Unless a team jumps the Bengals, it's the dumbest decision. Trust me. I don't. There's no way. If I was the general manager, if I was you know the coach, I would be taking Penny Sewell. He would be he would be written down before we're even on the clock. Okay, he'd already be getting uh call, having meetings with our offensive line coach. But it's the Bengals, right? They're the Bengals. There's a reason they're not a good franchise, and you know. I think this is why, you know, Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow will be a fun, uh, you know, duo there. But, I mean, he won't be able to pass the ball if he's constantly on the ground. You have the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. They've had trade talks for that number eight spot, and we'll have to see what happens there. Alex, you mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, You have Caleb Farley, who Ian Rappaport tweeted out that he could fall out of the first round due due to the multiple back surgeries, which Alex mentioned. That's why he kind of came a little bit further uh, down in our most recent mock draft, right? And you have the Washington football team, 
who could be trading up as well to get a quarterback. We'll have to see what the deal is there. Now, I will go to my, uh, our final first round predictions for the Giants. It's up to my, uh, it's my turn, uh, you know, to, to, to choose my pick while I'm even, I'm even stuttering going up to this point. So, um, you know, I'm standing up at the podium right now, and I'm going to take linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. My, it's significantly grown my anticipation for this draft as the more and more options come out, um, you know, out of every single position. And I, I get it. It's, you know, it's really tough. It's super tough, uh, to, you know, on who to pick out at 11, but just, I don't know, as we've gotten closer and closer, Mike Parsons has been going, you know, into the top tens on multiple draft boards, not just, you know, in the linebacker position, but in overall, I think it, he's a player that's grown on me from the beginning. And now I'm here kind of picking him out of all these other players. And there is something that we should mention. These are both players that we're picking when Devonte Smith and Micah Parsons, where we are filled with that position, meaning Blake Martinez is already a linebacker. Why? Why are we taking Micah Parsons in the first round? This like player, when we have Blake Martinez there, why are we taking a player um, that's so good at the wide receiver position in Devontae Smith? We just signed Kenny Galladay in free agency. We just got Sterling Shepard. We have Derry, or not just got Sterling Shepard, I think I just said. We just got Kenny Galladay. We have Sterling Shepard. We have Darius Slayton. We just got John Ross, CJ Boyd, whatever it is, right? Obviously, we have depth at, at certain positions. But it's about growing the talent on our team, and that's what we're trying to do. And that's why Alex thinks we're not drafting an offensive lineman in the first round. As much as I could say, offensive line is definitely our biggest need. You know, obviously the cornerback stuff, you talk about it with with Farley. um, And with, I mean, depending on how you feel that Sertain's going to fall, you know, you could say Sertain goes there. And then you say, but why? We have James, you know, we have, it's the same thing, but we have James Bradbury, we have Dory Jackson, and we just signed Julian Love, Darnett Holmes. It's all about growing the positions. And I feel like although we have strong players at each position that are our biggest draft needs and people have us taking a wide receiver, cornerback, offensive lineman, or edge in the first round, yes, there are players that are pretty good. I would say Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson, James Bradbury, they're pretty good players. Yet we still have them taking those players at those positions at number eleven. So it's just something you have to keep in mind. But yeah, I mean that that's gonna be my um, that's gonna be my pick. I, I do I do think Dave Gettleman, as much as it's Joe Judge's team, Alex, you know, it's the GM and they make the selection. I feel like at the end of the day, but it's an organization that has to come to a full agreement. And I think that's the hardest part about predicting this this draft is we don't know who, you know, who's going to be that decision maker uh, in the draft room. Yeah, so before, you know, we kind of wrap up here, I kind of had a fun uh, little game here that I wanted to do. So a lot of people have been talking about this. Kind of, I wanted to do kind of like a hot take, you know, the giant take. I know we did this a while ago, uh, you know, but let's do kind of like our hot takes, our, our you know, draft surprises here. Um, I'll, I'll go first, right? I, I Let's do like two each, I'm going to say, right? Um, so things that maybe aren't going to be expected or, you know, unlikely at least. So for me, I just wanted to say, I, obviously this has been rumored, right? But, you know, I think a lot of this Mac Jones stuff to the Niners has been a little bit of a bluff. I think Trey Lance is going to be the pick. I'm almost certain about it, actually. Almost certain. He fits their West Coast offense perfectly. 
He can sit behind Jimmy G, obviously, if he's not traded, um, you know, for a season. And I think it's a nice fit there. I think he just really fits their scheme really, really well. So I think Trey Lance is is the pick there for them. Um, so that's kind of like my hot take for the first one. I know it's not that because obviously he's one of the two options that's rumored, but um, definitely one of the more unlikely, the less likely of the two, I'd say. Um, so that's kind of like my first hot take for this draft. First hot take for me, I'm going to go with the quarterbacks. You already mentioned kind of Mac Jones and Trey Lance at number three. I'm going to go with Justin Fields and Mac Jones. I think my hot take is don't see Justin Fields falling into the teens or 20s. I think I have a very, very strong feeling that Justin Fields, if not you know, a team trades up to get him in the top 10, I think the Carolina Panthers go a different way and they take Justin Fields at number eight. I know they traded for Sam Darnold. They... I mean, come on. They traded late-round picks for him. Teddy Bridgewater is not a number-one starter. Sam Darnold, yes, he's better. I would say he's better than Daniel Jones. He was better than Daniel Jones when he was in New York. He just didn't have the talent to show it. And I think that Daniel Jones has to prove it this year. We're not talking about him right now. We're talking about Sam Darnold. Talking about my hot take, first hot take, look for a team to either trade up into the first round to their early top 10 picks to get Justin Fields, or maybe see the Panthers taking him at number eight. And while Alex is thinking of his other thing, I'll go to my second hot take. No, no, no. I'm going to it now. You took too long to unmute, all right? My second... (laughs) I feel so bad, Alex. I'm sorry. That was really rude. My second hot take... I don't even care, though. Uh, My second hot take is, you know what? I have... I have Devontae Smith, player that could go to the Giants at 11, that Alex has falling to the Giants at 11. I have him falling to probably the end of the teens of the first round. I have him going 15 through 20. Yep. So that, that'll be my second hot take. We're talking about hot takes, Alec. You said something that not a lot of people project. First one is Justin Fields' top 10, and then I think you're going to see the second one. Maybe Devontae Smith could fall into that 15 through 20 range. So for me, uh, my next hot take here, uh, I'm going to go to the running back position. Um, you know, there's been a lot said about the Steelers, Najee Harris. He's probably the projected first running back off the board. People have been, a lot of people have been talking about Javante Williams um, out of North Carolina. He's been rising up draft boards. But I think someone here, kind of like last year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire obviously was the first running back to go off the board. Many people thought it would be DeAndre Swift uh, or Jonathan Taylor who would be off the board first last year. And I think a similar thing's going to happen this year. I think Travis Etienne's going to be the first running back off the board. That's my hot take. I'm not sure whether it's going to be the Steelers. I think the Steelers may actually pass on a running back, um, but I think the first running back off the board, whether that be to the Bills, um, I'm just kind of looking at the draft board here, uh, even the Ravens, not that they really need a running back, or the Jaguars even to back up um, Robinson there. I, I think Travis Etienne, I think he's the most well-rounded running back here, um, and he's good out of the backfield as well. Uh, so I think he's going to be the first running back off the board. So those are going to be, uh, that's going to be my two hot takes. Those are Josh's two hot takes there. A uh, fun little improvised session there. Yeah. Section. Yeah, and Alex, you mentioned last episode how you don't come up with the ideas. Well, look what just happened there, Mr. Hot Take. Yeah, very impressive. Very impressive, Alex. So um, good for you. you. You got a section in there. Um, please. Uh, go subscribe wherever you're listening. I mean, I don't want to quickly wrap it up, but I, I think that, Alex, I'll actually go back to your point first just before we do so. 
I don't know. I like Najee Harris, and I've always liked Najee Harris. We um, Obviously, we've had the PFF guys the last two weeks in Austin, Gale, and Seth Galina coming on the podcast. And I think we only talked about with with Austin Gale, but I just mentioned PFF because they have him at number one in their running back rankings, Javante Williams out of North Carolina. You know, it's, it's a reach. I think, I just think Najee Harris is the number one back. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Obviously, we'll, we'll be talking about the Giants pick um, in our next episode of the Giant Take podcast coming out Friday at some point, obviously, for the second round. We'll have to get into that and talk about the Giants, and then we'll obviously talk about the players that have fallen or that we're going to talk about everything. Whatever expects that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Giants pick, players that went in the first round, obviously the surprises. There's always going to be the surprises, the trades in the first round, and then the players that have not gotten picked in the first round how they're going to range in the second round. Those players that have fallen, that have slipped, who's going to be available at that 40-second spot? Alex, you can go ahead and talk about whatever you want to talk about now before we wrap this episode up. To be honest, I don't even really have anything to talk about. It's it's kind of like after a while with the draft, you kind of run out of things to say. Um, you know, after the first round, we may even see if we can do a second-round mock draft after the first round's been done. Uh, we may see if we can do that if we have time. Obviously, the draft's like right in between there, so there's a lot of... A lot, not a lot of time and a lot to do, um, but yeah, we may try to do that, and obviously we'll talk about who the Giants could possibly get in the second round, and maybe we'll have a situation like last year where someone who was projected to go mid-first round, late first round, like Xavier McKinney, falls to the early second, um, so that would definitely be interesting, uh, and I'm sure, obviously, we're going to have someone who falls, right? So every draft, someone falls. It's pretty much a known fact. Um, and, you know, day two trade, I could see the Giants trading up day two, uh, maybe just a few spots. Uh, if there's one of those edge rushers on the board, let's say they didn't take one in the first round, and they see an OA, they see a Gregory Rousseau, they see a Jalen Phillips who's somehow still there, um, and they need to trade up a couple spots, they may give up one of those, uh, you know, a fourth round pick or something to go up. So that's just something you should also look out for, but we'll see. Uh, but the first round will set us up nicely. And we'll definitely have a better picture of what's going to happen the rest of the draft after the first round. Um, but with all that being said, thank you for listening today to episode number 91 of the Giant Take Podcast. Um, and we'll be back after the first round of the NFL Mock Draft. Josh has one more thing to say before we wrap it up. Well, I do because, Alex, we have taken a little bit of break because, lucky enough, we've had guests these past two weeks. Let's promote ourselves a little bit. Let's give ourselves where you can find us, where you can check us out. So, Alex, take it away with the Giant Take website. You forgot that we did this section of the podcast at the end. Shameless plug. I can't believe I forgot here. TheGiantTake.com. We have all sorts of stuff on there. Episodes, blog posts. We'll have the mock draft up um, tomorrow morning there, so make sure to go check it out. Obviously, we'll also have it on YouTube. Um, You can search up The Giant Take on YouTube, and we'll be right there. We'll have a video up tomorrow morning, uh, probably around, like, 11 o'clock-ish. 11.30, something like that, so make sure to look out for that um, to get our final predictions there. Um, And I guess that's pretty much it. Subscribe to the newsletter that's on the homepage, uh, and that will give you updates on everything going on with the podcast. Um, And that's pretty much it from me. Uh, I know Josh has the Twitters and stuff like that. And make sure to definitely follow the Twitters because we're going to be doing lots of live draft tweeting and stuff. Um, our thoughts because obviously we're probably not going to be able to we're we're not going to be live streaming or whatever so we'll be live tweeting um, as I like to call it you know what I'm trying to we got to finesse ourselves onto someone's live stream Alex it's gonna happen we're gonna have to jump on 
Yeah, we're together, so like it's got to be like uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll see if we can make some stuff happen. Obviously, if we are you know able to go on to anyone's live stream, we'll plug it on Twitter. So go check us out there. But yeah, um, obviously you'll get our mock draft out tomorrow. Go follow Alex on Twitter at anorian23. Me on Twitter at joshola29. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Already said it. Five stars rating. If not review, that would be great. Uh, follow our other podcast at Talking Blues Pod on Twitter and subscribe there as well. It's a soccer podcast. Chelsea won one. Uh, UEFA semi UEFA Champions League semifinals won one draw. There we go. Got it down, Pat. But we're focusing on the Giants draft tomorrow. All the Giants draft. Anything from Thursday to what is it Saturday, right? Giants draft. It's all we're doing. It's all we're focusing on right now. I'm not. I don't care about the Chelsea game on Saturday. Giants content. Giants comes first. I don't know about Alex. Obviously, if you're looking behind him, if you're watching, you see the Chelsea sign is a little bit bigger than the Giants sign by like three times much, but whatever. It is what it is. I'll, I'll let it slide. Follow us on Instagram at the Giant Take and then Facebook by the same name at the Giant Take, Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. That's going to be all from me. Now, Alex, you did the outro perfectly the first time. Just do it one more time and we can wrap this one up. That is all for today on episode 91 of the Giant Take Podcast, and we'll see you next time recapping the first round of the NFL Draft. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.